It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. This week, we are doing an impromptu, casually baked Q&A. I had an interview scheduled this afternoon, and there was a sick baby at home. And when that happens, you know, it's just life. We got to move on and bob and weave. And so I went through my email, my social channels, and I have scooped up some questions of yours, and I'm going to answer them on today's podcast. So let's just dive right in. And this first one is from Shelby. And Shelby writes, I've been following the podcast for a while now and admittedly not had the time to tune in. I just sat down and listened to three plus hours and girl, I loved it. I thought that I was pretty well in the know regarding cannabis, but boy, was I wrong. I learned so much. I could sing this from the rooftops. Yay. It's so refreshing to have someone, especially from our little corner of the world, out there educating people on the benefits of cannabis in all its forms. I do wonder, how do you think this new FDA-approved cannabis-based medication for seizure disorders will affect the potential legalization of cannabis in states such as Texas? You're doing great things. Love you. Shelby and I, she loves and supports me because we may or may not be related. So my first answer to Shelby's question is that in the world we live in right now, I, I can't claim to know shit. I mean, it's bizarre world out there right now. But from my experience, there is a place for both a pharma-derived cannabis-based medication and the natural whole plant medicine. We live in a divisive culture some trust their pill-pushing doctor, where folks like me trust Mother Earth more. Cannabis can provide healing and wellness in a variety of consumption formats besides smoking. 
So pills, patches, tinctures, oils, sublinguals, topicals, infused foods and beverages, powders for drinks and smoothies, breathables. Everyone can find at least one method of consumption they're comfortable with. And when that happens, they open their mind to the plant. So when they open their mind to the plant, that means we help topple this cultural stigma and thus it just speeds up the engine on legalization efforts across across the country. But there's not a world where either big pharma or the cannabis industry can have the whole sandbox to themselves. And I do think Texas will take the next step and legalize medical sooner rather than later. I know they have these new a new CBD law on the books and it's very narrowly targeted to epilepsy. Medical cannabis in Texas, I believe is on the horizon. But what we all have to do and what all of you listeners in states where you're hoping and praying for legalization is to pick up the phone and call your local and state officials, send emails, those little texting platforms where they're like, text this number or text yes or text up yours to blah, 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 like do those things. I mean, it just floods these politicians with information from their constituents telling them what the fuck they want ha to happen. So hoping and praying is great, but action is so much better. So do it or don't, but do. So let me dive in a little bit more to what the hell Epidiolics is for those of you who aren't as in the know as Shelby. Epidiolex is a CBD-based anti-seizure drug, and it's the first form of cannabis to be approved by the FDA. It is designed to treat two severe childhood-onset epilepsies. And I was doing a little homework to see what the mainstream media was saying about it. And on CNN Online, um, according to a statement Monday from the GW Pharmaceuticals um, rep, it's GW Pharmaceuticals is the UK-based biopharmaceutical company that makes Epidiolex. And they are saying that the drug is the first pharmaceutical formulation of highly purified plant-based cannabidiol, which is CBD as you know it, a cannabinoid lacking the high associated with marijuana, and the first in a new category of anti-epileptic drugs. Why is this Epidiolex FDA decision an important one to us? I know it's, it, it can feel a little scary, like Big Pharma is going to take over the cannabis industry. But this approval, in my opinion, is an, is an important one because the research scientists and doctors and hospital admins, they're governed by federal, not state law. And that's made the study of cannabis risky, time-consuming, and privately funded. It's, it's expensive to do it. You're not having any support from the government to make these things happen. So now that the DEA has scheduled Epidiolex, they are conceding the evidence that suggests that CBD has use not just for epilepsy, but a whole host of other neurological diseases um, from Alzheimer's and Parkinson's to MS and forms of brain cancer. And so neuroscientists are really anxious to examine the potential and the parameters for cannabis, cannabis's medical applications. 
And now they'll finally be at liberty to do that. Now that some form of cannabis is now an approved, a federally approved drug, it's opening up the, the little doors and windows for research to happen. So that is always a good thing. Of course, in that same CNN article, the GW Pharmaceutical CEO, Justin Gover, Gover, not sure how you say his name, he stated that Epidiolex will become available in the fall. And he wouldn't give any information on cost, saying only that it will be discussed with insurance companies and announced later. And of course, then the hair on the back of my neck stood up because I'm like, how the fuck are people going to afford to pay for this? Because I have a feeling the price is going to be through the roof. So if somebody can just get on board with cannabis in that format and then they can shift and see, oh, I can take pills or sublinguals or breathables or all these other very medical looking forms of cannabis, but I can get them at the dispensary up the street and not deal with fucking insurance and these goddamn ridiculous rates that we have to pay when we go to the doctor. Like, I think that all we need is for this epidiolexis thing to just like open the doors and minds to the mainstream consumers. So Shelby, I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. I think, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm always a glass half full kind of a gal. So that is my Pollyanna view on, on Epidiolex. And, um, and thank you for reaching out and thank you for supporting me. The next can of curious question comes from my girl, Rose. She reached out to me after listening to one of the CBD podcasts and had some questions about the DIY recipe that I had included in the show notes at casuallybake.com where you can find all kinds of excellent information after the podcast. I want to congratulate Rose. You did an excellent job. Thanks for taking the bull by the horns and figuring out how fucking easy it is to make this stuff at home. Way to go, girl. The question was, this is, it's really great, high quality oil. What if I want to sell it to my friends or my neighbors or whatever? Is that legal? I mean, I'm going to say, no, it's not but I can tell you what I did back in the day, and this is something that you can just listen to as fodder. I'm not telling anyone what to do or how to do it. But um, when I made edibles back in the day, I had a network of people around me, and I did trades. I traded my haircuts and nutrition appointments and my personal training sessions for my edible products. I was getting services in exchange for organic, gluten-free, healthy, delicious, ready to bake when you're ready to eat it cookies. Oh, and cupcakes and Rice Krispie treats and all kinds of fucking yummy stuff. And I won't lie, I did have friends that would actually buy my edibles from me but cash transaction, man, it's a hustle. You got to treat it like one. I think the most important thing to remember in situations like this is to always do these sorts of things with the best of intentions. So you've created a really great CBD oil, MCT oil even. And so, you know, you want it to, to be able to help your friends and your family and your pets and their pets. So, you know, you keep it small, you keep it in your bubble, 
gift it. You ask for donations for when you're making it next. So there's a suggested donation for the bottle of oil that you give away. I'm using air quotes right now. As long as you're doing it from a good place with good intentions, with healing mojo and good vibes, then put it out there. Now, if if you're just trying to like make a lot of money on the side, you know, go through the proper channels, get your license, become a small business, do the thing. But you know, if you're just doing it because you're excited about how easy it is to make and you are seeing results and your pets are seeing results and you want to share that with other people, then hot damn, do that. Don't be sending out any email blasts. Don't put it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of that kind of shit. Don't be dumb. But yeah, good luck. Our next question comes from Rick, a listener in Florida who just recently got his medical card. And he writes, I've been wanting to ask your expert opinion on weed med choices for quite a while now. Rick is looking for medication to treat lower back pain, a vape pen or a concentrate or he even he owns a Firefly 2 and um, also is interested in, in flower recommendations. You know, this is a really big open-ended question, and it's really hard to make recommendations when I live in California and specifically in the Bay Area, and the products and the flower that I have access to are very different than the products and the flowers that someone has access to in Southern California, you know, much less Oregon, Washington, or Florida. So I'm going to walk you through how I figure out which medicine might work for you so that you can do it for yourself. The first thing that stands out for me is that you have lower back pain. So you want something that is going to treat you um, with a body high. And so an indica dominant strain is going to be what's going to give you the most relief for your back. It's going to relax your body. Sativa is going to be more of a heady high. It's going to get your wheels cranking. You know, a lot of people, it gets them up and on the move. People that are really active appreciate sativas. And an indica is going to be more of a, a melty body relaxation. You know, I'm sure I've said it before on the show. You've heard it probably a million times. But indica in the couch is the little thing that helps people remember what it does. Indica is great. I love an indica dominant hybrid. The only thing is if you do over medicate, then you can feel a little bit lethargic. So the key to choosing the right indica strain for you, Rick, is going to be studying the THC percentage on the packaging. So with regulations comes testing and you should be able to walk into your dispensary and ask them to show you indica dominant hybrids. And then I want you to look at the percentage. And if you are, if you're new to cannabis, if you're just getting into this, I would recommend you finding a strain that has, you know, anywhere from 12 to 17% THC. If you go higher than that and you don't microdose, you might end up feeling a little bit lethargic. But you know what? At the end of the day, you may want to feel that way. So I typically do two things. I have a daytime strain that I like 
And then I will have an evening strain that I will purchase that has higher THC percentages than the one that I purchased that I use during the day. Here, I'm just going to open up my stash drawer right now and tell you what's in here. Okay, so right now I have um, an indica dominant hybrid called Purple Rain that is 14.73% THC and 1.45% CBD. I've been using that during the day recently to work from. And then my going out and about and hanging out with my friends, you know, one strain that I know you will be able to find in every state is Blue Dream. Blue Dream is probably the most popular cannabis strain around. You know, cannabis is a farmed plant. And so the blue dream that I'm holding in my hand right here is not going to be the same blue dream that you get. So what I've got here, this blue dream, it's a sativa dominant hybrid, and it is 22.87% THC and 0.05% CBD. And this stuff gets me fucked up. So for you, it's you're trying to figure out what's going to help you with your lower back pain, what's going to not make you get super hungry, and, um, and what's going to help you function. You're looking for something that is either indica proper or an indica hybrid, which means it's a blend of both. I actually went, I went online. Everyone, you can do this. Google is your friend and your big brother. And I typed in cannabis dispensaries in Florida. And there's one particular shop that looks like it has locations all across Florida, and it's called True Leave, T-R-U-L-I-E-V-E. And I just hit shop, and I can see everything that they sell in their stores. I can see it right here on my screen. Cross-reference, use these sites, go to find a dispensary in your neighborhood, pull up their menu online, and then open a website that I love so much called Leafly, L-E-A-F-L-Y.com. So you pull up Leafly and you have your dispensary website open and you just look, okay, these guys, they've got their, they're calling them a vaporizer cup. Like it's so crazy the different language people use in different places. So they've got their concentrates, vape carts, vape cups, they have their own tabletop vaporizer. So basically, it looks like a, a K-cup, you know, for a Keurig coffee maker. I don't know that I love that. It looks like a lot of freaking waste. But you can look on here and see they have an Indica Sherbert. And so you can view the details. Hot damn, this website, they actually have the link to the Leafly profile right under it. So this Indica Sherbert, you click the little card right underneath it, and it's going to open it up and tell us everything about it. It's an Indica dominant hybrid, 85% Indica, 15% Sativa. It is 14 to 19% THC. So Rick, I think we found you a winner. You know, try that out. And it's all about experimenting. So you start there. You can determine is that 14 to 19% range? Is it making me forget about my pain? Is that burning sensation going away? Do I still feel lucid and functional? And if it works, great. If it doesn't feel like it's enough, then maybe consider layering. So get a, a sublingual or a, a capsule, something that you can 
um, smoke to immediately take the edge off, but then allow the the sublingual that'll take a little bit longer to kick in. You can either do the sublingual or the pill or whatever. And so layering the different things and the different methods of consumption and because they all activate at different times. So that's also an option, but it truly does come down to your willingness to experiment. Get online, look this shit up. All the information is completely accessible. I mean, I'm shopping in Florida right now and I'm sitting in my studio in Oakland. It looks like they have a great website. I know nothing about this dispensary, but they've got all the information that you need. It's on their site. So do your homework, write down your questions. And then when you go to the dispensary, you can ask very pointed and educated questions to the bud tender. You can even say, I think this strain might work for me. Maybe this one, maybe this one and go in and say, okay, these are the three strains I'm kind of looking at. This is my illness. This is my pain. This is what I'm trying to treat. These are my fears. This is what I'm trying to avoid happen. Out of these three, which would you recommend me starting with? And that's their job. Their job is to help walk you through that process. But I always think it's great to walk in with your questions and already have an idea of some products that you want to try because the bud tender will take you more seriously and you won't leave there with, you know, a pack of gummies or something. You know, I, I wouldn't recommend just buying a bunch of edibles. You know, I think when it comes to targeted pain relief and things like that, you really do want to choose the cannabinoids and terpenes that you're putting into your body. And if you want to review what all the different cannabinoids and terpenes are and, and how they can assist in your wellness and pain relief, then all of that is at casuallybake.com. Um, I did a, a show on terpenes. And if you go to the show notes, the podcast show notes, I have charts that I have shared in those notes um, that, you can, that you can glean and find out everything you need. Rick, I hope that answers your question. Congratulations on being a card-carrying member of the cannabis community. If you have any more questions, it's always great hearing from you. Let me know how it turns out. I got the bottle of wine. So I'm going to wrap my Q&A there because I want to tell you about a couple of exciting legalizations that have happened recently. If you haven't been paying attention, I've added two more places to my bucket list. Way to go, state of Vermont for passing adult use. Woohoo! And Canada, I'm coming for you. I've been dying to go anyway, but now especially, I'm going to go and um, explore the cannabis culture there. I'll even do a podcast. I'll share it with you. If you're looking for a hot vacation spot this summer, Vermont and Canada might sound good. As always, if you like what you hear and you maybe learn something, be sure and share this episode with a friend or family member and subscribe to the podcast. It is now available on all the major sites, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. And last but certainly not least, you can find me at casuallybake.com backslash blog if you want to go straight to the podcast with the show notes right underneath it. Next week on the podcast, I will be discussing senior cannabis use and accessible education with one of my fellow cannabis educators here in the Bay Area. 
You know, as more and more states come on board and other countries begin to legalize, that means more and more seniors have access to cannabis legally. So we need to make sure they and their families and caregivers, I'm talking to you, you need to know how to set them up for success and aging gracefully and enjoying the golden years. And we are going to tackle all of that on Podcast 45. See you then. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, produced, and edited by the team of Just Joe. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. If you're inspired to ask me a can of curious question, you can submit those at casuallybake.com. If you're old school, you can send me an email at askcasuallybake.com. And if you're really, really old school, well, yeah, I'm not giving you my address. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.